Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. That's Lewis Riddick on SportsCenter last night after the Eagles' latest dispiriting loss. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin were presented by Progressive Insurance. It is the start of V Week. We will speak to two people impacted by cancer coming up in 10 minutes. Demario Davis, the great Saints linebacker who is dealing with cancer in his family. And Ron Rivera, the head coach of the Washington football team, who you probably know has been very publicly battling a case of cancer himself. Fellas, you heard Steve Levy say it. It's three words that Eagles fans love to say. It's, I guess it's actually two words, but it's three total, which is fly, Eagles, fly. And Steve, tongue-in-cheek, said last night it was fly, Seahawks, fly. And as the Seahawks fly back across the country, that had to be a great flight because they are now back in first place in the NFC West, hopscotching the Los Angeles Rams. Their defense looks like it's been a far better unit than it's been in the early part of the season. Last three, four weeks, they've really tightened it up. Russell Wilson was great, and DK Metcalf continues to be the gift that keeps on giving. Had the best performance of any Seahawks receiver on the history of Monday Night Football. Key with 177 yards receiving. I think I'm gonna take. I think I'm gonna take in in terms of bird fighting. I think I'm gonna take a. The, I'm gonna take the uh, the eagle over the Seahawk. Yeah, yeah, because it's bigger. You know, wings right. and the whole deal. And, and DK, DK certainly took advantage of that situation. His right? measurables. His measurables, exactly. <laughs> and, and when you look at it, you know, a guy like this, you know, people want to know how so many teams passed on such a talent, such an impressive-looking individual. Well, at Ole Miss, he gets hurt. He has a neck injury early on. So the medical shows that, okay, do we take a chance on him? And then you, when you're evaluating a body like that in a body of work, you have to know that there's a risk that's involved. And I think Seattle and Pete Carroll and, and Snyder, the general manager, John Snyder, said to themselves, we're willing to take a flyer on a late second round, could potentially fall to us in the third round, but we don't want to, we're going to get him in the second round because we think the risk is worth the reward. In the end, it pays off. Some of the better receivers that has ever played this game has gone in the later rounds, not the first round. So, you know, you think one notable, my nephew and Michael Thomas. I remember when he was drafted and we were sitting there on draft day and he was highly disappointed, much like DK. And I said, them same dudes that went before you, they're not even going to be in the league in a couple years. And guess what? The majority of them, I don't even know where they're at, to be honest with you. Mm. I can't even tell you where Treadwell's at or some of these other dudes that went in front of him. And this is the same thing with DK. Some of those guys that went in front of him are not going to be in the league in a couple years. So he wins in all situations. And sometimes when you go to the right situation, it's the best situation for you. Being at the top sometimes is not. I was lucky to be drafted number one overall, but I was even luckier to get Bill Parcells. Imagine if I would have had to spend three or four years of my career with Richie Kotite and that staff. You got to think about those things. It's, it's situational. He went to the right situation in Pete Carroll, what they needed, and now they're developing him to become essentially one of the top five receivers for a long time in the National Football League. The right situation and also key, not only who you are coached by, but who you play with. Did you see that 50-yard bomb that Russell Wilson? You and I were texting. He said he just dropped it right on him. Yeah, dropped it on handoff. Just, Here you go. Wow. Just dropped it. I mean, precision passing makes a world of a difference. I love that DK Metcalf is out there to prove his point every single time. But I also have to give a lot of – uh, a lot of credence here to the Eagles defense. They they did keep the Eagles in the ball game 
for most of the game, even though Carson Wentz finally threw that pick, it seemed like their offense struggled. But that seems to be the case consistently with the Eagles. Their defense keeps them in ball games. They fight for it. Even on the goal line, I think it was like the, the first possession, I think the, the Seattle Seahawks had two or three shots at the goal uh, to get in the end zone, and they didn't get in. They blocked them. And like even on fourth down, they, they settled for it, and they got the ball back. Their defense kept them in the ballgame. The defense played – Jim Schwartz is a pretty good defensive coordinator. Defense has always played well for Philadelphia to a certain degree. I'm a little disappointed at Jim Schwartz, who knows better than to line up a mismatch disadvantage. It's much like in basketball, Jay. I'll, I'll use an a analogy of reference in basketball. When you are Houston playing against the Lakers – you can't play small ball and think you're going to beat big ball. There is slay on DK Metcalf. It's, it's small ball. Ain't no way in the hell. Pro bowler, though. I wouldn't give a damn. Man, a pro bowl, they give pro bowls away nowadays. Okay. That right. doesn't mean anything. means absolutely nothing. You got a dude who's a giant, or just a, a, a freak of nature, an alien, an animal, whatever you want to call him. 6'5", 230, whatever, 35 pounds, sub 4'3", dude. In learning how to play the position at the pro level, going up against a much smaller corner is nothing he can do with him. He can't run through him. You know, even if he was toe-to-toe with him, stride for stride, size advantage is going to win, period. The size advantage, that's why big receivers are a premium in the National Football League. Yeah, you get your outliers, you get your Antonio Browns here and there, once or twice, you get one of those. But for the most part, there's a reason for the Julio Joneses, the Mike Thomases, the Mike Evans, the DK Metcalfs, giants in this league. Indeed. Let's hear from Metcalf. Keep in mind, he was the very last pick of the second round. The Eagles could have grabbed him. Many teams could have grabbed him. And after that 177-yard performance last night, not to mention the best game of his rookie year, a playoff game against the Eagles, Revenge was served. I think we were just at the uh, right time, uh, right place. Um, but, uh, no, nah, it's, it's, it's kind of um, like coming home, uh, you know, a place that had a chance to draft me. But, you know, they didn't. So, um, you know, I got to make them pay. So what's wrong with the Eagles on the other side? We're asking everybody to weigh in on the KJ and Z Twitter feed at Rodney Roy. Good morning, Rodney Roy at Rodney Roy. Hit us up on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed said, quote, this will be interesting for you, Key, because this is, a, this is his statement on wide receivers. Quote, the Eagles wide receivers aren't getting separation. Carson gave them a few chances to make plays and nobody did. Did you see that? A few. <laughs> Especially the first half. I mean, they dropped balls. A few guys did really separate at the level that you expect them to separate at. I think when you, you know, you could start to poke holes in, in a lot of people's personnel, but then that goes back to coaching mm-hmm. again, development of the player. You have to develop a guy. When you look at the draft and people always, you know, poke fun at players that are bust, as you call it. <laughs> what are the staff? What is it that the staff is doing to get the most and the best out of that player in utilizing him and realizing what that player is? Because out of 32 teams, right, when guys are looked at, 32 teams aren't getting it wrong on that individual player. Everybody's not saying, oh, he's great and then he's not. Everybody assumes that that particular player is going to be great at something or else he wouldn't be on the board. Mm. He's on everybody's board. I don't care. Jalen Rigger is on everybody's board at some point. Some people might have had him in the first round. Some people probably had him in the second round. Whiteside, everybody's board for the Eagles. 
the receiver. Everybody's bored in the National Football League. Some people may have had him as a third rounder. Some people had him as a first rounder. Some said he's second. But nobody said he's undraftable. He's an NFL player. Now you have to develop that individual. Same thing with Carson Wentz. People had him as a first-round talent. Maybe some had him as a second pick. Some had him as a seventh pick. But he's still a first-round talent. That many people is not missing on a guy. It just doesn't happen. I, I also feel like we have to give some credit to Seattle's defense. They have shown that they've been progressing over the last three games from the Rams to the Cardinals to this game. Now, granted, the offense for the Eagles isn't the best of offenses. It's actually one of the worst in the NFL. But still, getting Shaquille Griffin comes back. Um, you know, Carlos Dunlop, that trade really helps. Jamal Adams, 6.5 sacks in a year. He's only played seven games. He leads the team in sacks. I mean, so their defense has been getting better. And this is a team now, it seems like they keep moving in a direction that they could potentially win the Super Bowl. Well, as I always said, though, from the beginning, that, you know, when everybody was screaming and hollering, I made the reference to Kansas City of a year ago. If you remember that, Zubin? Mm-hmm. Well, if just, you remember correctly when I said. No, I'm just saying if you remember <laughs> Zubin. I didn't say anything to you, slug nose. Leave me alone. Um Slug knows. We, That's we a go. new one. <laughs> I'm so stupid You're sometimes. So well, oh well. Um, <laughs> and when you look at Seattle and you look at their defense, it reminds me so much of what Kansas City went through a year ago. Offense kept them alive. Then at late in the year, the defense got better and rolled into the playoffs, and they wind up winning the Super Bowl. I don't know if this is going to happen with Seattle, but certainly with Jamal Adams healthy back in the lineup, Carlos Dunlap, Shaquille Griffin back in the play. Now Bobby Wagner back in play. Everybody's back in play. KJ Wright. So now you're looking at this defense. You're going, okay, Mm -hmm. their bend don't break. The bend don't break. We'll give you all the yards up and down the field, but we're not letting you cross the goal line. When you look at it, is Seattle right back in your Super Bowl mix? They never really left. It's always been... Seattle or however you want to, New Orleans, Seattle, Green Bay, they've always been up and down. And then every now and then the Rams will stick their head out of the door. But then you got to slam the door on them because they're being nosy. They just want to see what's going on with the other three teams. They don't really want to join that mix. And the job seems like it's exponentially easier for Russell Wilson when you have Carlos Hyde who can run the ball. You have Chris Carson that came back last night. Now he doesn't feel like he has to do everything offensively, Key. He can pick his spots. Yeah, and they, that's what they want to do. Man, not necessarily a manageable quarterback, but a quarterback that can make the throws when necessary, run the football, and play solid defense. It's a great point. They had lost three of four, and then they kind of bounced back. They had the extra, extra long week because, remember, they had the Thursday night game, that thrilling win over Arizona to exact revenge on the previous loss to Kyler and company, and then they play on a Monday, get it done, fly home cross country. They got a short week, but they got the Giants coming to town without Daniel Jones likely. And, and Lockett didn't even – do anything like he really didn't even have a catch you know like at one point he hadn't even caught a ball yet so it's kind of like yeah three for 23 yards and only got targeted four times yeah so there you go there we go it is the start of v week and we are going to talk to a guy that like many of you has been directly affected by cancer to the one he loves we'll have demario back with us in just a moment i just wanted to mention look i'm single i'm 42 i hear hear about it enough but you've got a kid you've got a second on the way Keyshawn, you've got multiple children hearing that as a father it, it's it's pretty devastating no I mean, there's no there's no question about it just you know listening and watching the video and listening to him of course i mean it's scary right i mean it, it's it's your kid right so you you love your children 
You know, I, I, I tell people all the time, man, do anything for my kids. In, anything. Indeed. DeMario, you are back. You were just sort of taking us through Keyshawn, asking you about all the great work the doctors and nurses were doing. Go ahead and pick up there if you would. Yeah, so like though it was hard to, to accept that news um, early on, I think by the time, you know, our wife and I just kind of shifted our perspective around understanding like how blessed we were to even have a daughter and how blessed we was like, I mean, the day that we got the news, the same day we were able to take her, take her home and know that we had, we had to bring her back for the, uh, for the surgery. Um, but just being able to count our blessings that, you know, we got this type of news, but our daughter didn't have to stay overnight and we had a chance to take her home. Um, and that it was going to increase her, uh, the likelihood of survival um, just by taking the eye out. And it was, you know, it had a chance of her having no more complications. We knew what we had to do. Um, and so when we came into the hospital, we, we, uh, we just prayed over all the doctors, uh, all the surgeons, um, people responsible for the anesthesia. Uh, we just prayed over everybody that was, that calling faith was going to be in their hands and, you know, just trusted them to do, do their job. We were extremely uh, blessed to be in Nashville when it happened um, at the Nashville uh, Eye Institute, you know, one of the best hospitals in the country when it comes to this particular form of cancer. And so just the we were in that location uh, was amazing. Demario, uh, obviously going through something like that, you guys have uh, learned to find the positives out of the negatives, which I think is very challenging to do with the current climate of the world we live in. How has that experience ultimately helped you deal with the pandemic and playing football through all this stuff? I think, you know, our family is just, that's, that's what we always try to do. We always try to find, um, I guess, the silver lining in things. We always try to figure out how do you turn a negative into a positive. And so uh, from the, you know, whether it's going through something like this or it's going through, uh, the pandemic, you know, we looked at the pandemic, you know, when it was where you had to be uh, pretty much on, on, on uh, lock in that, you know, it was just a more of a time for us to spend with, with family and, you know, focus on things that we had wanted to focus on inside the house. So it was an unfortunate situation that we had to be still. But, you know, we made made more time out. And the same with this situation, you know, it's unfortunate that we had to go through it. But in going through it, through it, we realized, OK, we have this huge platform let's bring a more awareness to this form of cancer that a lot of parents are going through um, and a lot of kids are going through, but there's not a lot of research because it's so rare. And so let us bring more awareness and, you know, help, help uh, parents that may be going through it and don't even know about it because they don't know what to look for. And so we just thought that's just a perspective of our family. We, we're always going to try to find a way to turn uh, uh, adversity into a positive. You do that on the football field. You do that in life. For those of you watching on ESPN News, we were showing several images of your beautiful family, multiple kids, your wife, and all smiles in those pictures and all smiles in the sense that your daughter is now cancer-free. Great to catch up with you. And just a reminder, priority over pigskin. We all live and die with football, especially down there in New Orleans, but there's something to life and the ones you love. Demario, thank you for joining us this morning. Hey, thank you. You guys be blessed. All right, Best D. of luck, D. Great stuff from him, a little perspective. Sometimes you've got to scale back a little bit and just 
think about, you know, life without Drew Brees ain't the biggest deal in the world, okay? Exactly. I mean, life without Drew Brees ain't the biggest deal in the world. We're mentioning today is Giving Tuesday. It's a global day of giving. It's simple in a complex world. Just just give what you can. It's also the first day of ESPN's V Week, which has been, I think, one of the great things that ESPN has always been associated with. We can all be a part of something big today by supporting cancer research. It's needed now more than ever, but I realize people are in tougher conditions than they have ever been. So... If you're able and you have the opportunity to donate any amount of money, $5, if you have some money and you want to donate more, just know that 100% of the donations that are made at v.org slash donate, V for Valvano, v.org slash donate, 100% of what you give goes directly to cancer research. And the V Foundation for Cancer Research has given out more than 200, guys, 250 million dollars in research grants a quarter of a billion dollars the late great Jim Valvano with an SB speech for the ages and if you're too young or unfamiliar I would I would just strongly encourage you to go to YouTube and watch it and his brother by the way Bob is you know working with us here he's on ESPN radio from time to time great on our affiliate there in Louisville a college basketball junkie like Jay we're going to talk a little college basketball a little bit later so anything you can give anything you can give just know that every last penny of what you decide to part with realizing people need money more than ever all of it will go to cancer research again v.org slash donate on the way ron rivera cancer free in the house next on espn radio hi it's mike greenberg letting you know espn bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring the official sports book of espn has exclusive offers and markets from scott van pelt stephen a smith and me plus many more from the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark there's no better time for sports fans sign up today new users get a bet reset up to one thousand dollars in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win download espn bet today what a play must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Indeed, is you. Heard the voices there of Coach Rivera and Stu there at the end. It's a perfect reminder that today is Giving Tuesday. It's the start of Fee Week. If you're able to join us today in supporting the V Foundation for Cancer Research, please do. I know there's a ton of hardship for a lot of people out there, but anything you can donate, please know that 100% of your donation will go to cancer research, especially in the minority community where it is afflicting at an incredibly high level for certain forms of cancer. Stuart Scott, of course, one of the great minority sports anchors here at ESPN and one of the few minority head coaches in the National Football League. Ron Rivera joins us this morning on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. Coach, it's been an amazing year for you. I mean, you take over the organization in January. The team has all sorts of issues on and off the field. And then you're stricken by squamous cell carcinoma in a lymph node. Your final treatment was October 25th on the road to recovery. The NFL community has wrapped their arms around you. Coach's corner, everything 
What has the 58th year of your life been like? Can you reflect on that? <laughs> it has been tumultuous to say the least, you know, um, uh, you know, it, it really all started uh, last year, December 2nd, when, uh, you know, the Carolina Panthers decided to move on and, 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 and let me go. And then a month later, I'm, I'm the head coach of the Washington uh, football team. And then things start to happen like you talked about. But it has been very tumultuous. And, and you know, but it's, it's something that uh, I've learned from, I've grown from, and, and, and hopefully I'll continue to just get better and better with it. Coach, you've battled a lot on and off the field, as we do know, uh, you know, share with us what this season in particular has been like for you. You know, the season uh, has been interesting, obviously, because, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're in the midst of the pandemic. We're, we're, we have very strict protocols that we have to follow. Um, training camp was not normal. Uh, it, it, was, it was about seven weeks of, of really just working against ourselves, amongst ourselves. No preseason games. Uh, so it was just kind of tough to, to, to judge and decide on things, on players. Um, and then we start the regular season, and it's up and down for us. You know, obviously, uh, I made a, I made a change at quarterback, um, and things you know, have kind of got a little bit better. Obviously, um, we're playing better football, and I think part of it is because you know we have a little bit steady hand at quarterback, but also because I think we got a, a group of young players that are starting to develop and grow. Uh, you know that as well as anybody that if young guys get opportunities at, at to, to to play and grow, um, they'll get better, and that's really kind of what happened. And doing all this, you know, during the during my my, my cancer treatments, um, you know, which lasted, uh, I had 35 proton treatments with three cycles of chemotherapy, and uh, and now I'm in the recovery phase of my treatments. You know, Coach uh, Stuart Scott went through this, and I think that's when I really started to pay attention because it affected somebody very very close to me. Yep. And really making a push for things like Giving Tuesday and the V Foundation. Considering that you've gone through this. You know, how much more important does it make a day like today to remind people of how important it is to give to a, a bigger cause for something like this? You know, it's very important because, because I've said this when I was coming through my, my going through my treatment is that, you know, if, 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 if need be, if anybody, you know, I, I'd, I'd be more than happy to be an advocate for, for health care. I, I just think it's amazing that, you know, we're the richest country in the world. And yet we have a, a poor health care system, especially as you guys are talking about in the minority communities. I mean, it's ludicrous to think that people can go through the treatments I went through and it not wreck their financial situation. I mean, I'm very fortunate. We have very good health insurance through the NFL uh, and, and the Washington football team. You know, Mr. and Mrs. Snyder have been great and have helped us through this situation that we're in. But I can't imagine what, what, what folks who don't have what we have have to go through. And that's why today Giving Tuesday is so important. I mean, the Jimmy V Foundation, you know, helping to raise funds to, to, to further research and to help families, that, that's, that's very, very important. It really is. And, you know, I, I, like I said, I'd be more than happy to be an advocate for this because this really needs to change. Because, again, as I said, think about it, we're the richest nation in, in the world, and yet we don't have, you know, a, a, a health care system that, that, that helps everybody. How much motivation your starting quarterback and Alex Smith give not only you but the team considering what he's oh. gone through over the last couple seasons to get back on the field and be the starting quarterback of your Washington football team? I'll tell you what, Keyshawn, when you get an opportunity to watch that show that, that they did on ESPN, that, that was unbelievable. Because um, I didn't know the extent. I mean, I knew he had some situation, but I didn't realize the extent that uh, of, of injury 
and how dangerous it was for him personally as he was trying to recover. Um, but when you watch him work and when you're around him and you see how hard he works, uh, and not just at football, but keeping himself healthy so he can play. I mean, he, he's, he's an amazing individual. He really, truly is. And, you know, we're very fortunate to have a guy like that as, as an example to all our young players. Coach, um, you know, when, when you see Alex on the field, I, I had a pretty devastating injury as well. Uh, what is it? What, what kind of sign does it send to your team that when he gets hit, he gets right back up? Right, like I, I've had hits sometimes because I dislocated my my knee and ankle and things of that sort. Like it's sometimes slow and you grimace, but every time I see Alex Smith get hit, like it's it's like, hey, I'm fine. Let's go. Don't worry about me. This is about what we're trying to accomplish as a team. Trust me. I, every time I see him get, every time I see him go down, I do I do kind of hold my breath. Um, but it says a lot about who he is and the way he handles everything. It really does. I mean, the dude really is a, is, is a true. Is, is a true champion. I mean, he works at his game. Uh, he's tough-minded. And, you know, it's something that he really, truly wanted. And, and it's interesting because as we were going through training camp, you know, I would watch him and I'd watch him as closely as I could to see anything that would tell me he's not ready. But everything he went through just kept telling me, the dude's ready, the dude's ready, man. Look at him, watch him. He, he's, he just bounces up, he keeps going. He's like the Energizer Bunny. So huh. it, it was really kind of cool just to see him as we went through training camp, because I think the more he worked, the more confident he got in it. And to the point where he came to me with about 10 days left to go, and we had, we had a very blunt conversation about he wanted more. So I said, okay. I said, if you're ready for it, here it comes. And we put him right in the middle. I put him right in the middle of all these situations, uh, game, as game-like as could be, and saw him get bumped around, knocked down a couple of times. He just popped up and kept going. Yeah, that that is exactly right, Coach. 2020 has been a crazy year, as we all know. The NFL is also dealing with challenges that has impacted your next two games. What conversations have you had with the team about what could potentially take place with the two games, this game and the Steelers game, moving forward to Monday? You know, the hard part is, is I really haven't had an opportunity to truly communicate with these guys. I will tomorrow, um, you know, because, because of, the, of the COVID situation. We've had to lock everybody out. So all teams have been locked out of the facilities on Monday and Tuesday. Um, so really, tomorrow will be the first chance I get to explain to them, hey, guys, we've been moved to Monday night, and we're not playing the Niners in San Francisco. We're playing them in Arizona. That'll be the thing. But the biggest thing I've told them about this type of situation is, guys, everything's going to be fluid. So what's going to happen is if something gets changed, don't make a big deal about it. Just accept it as the new normal. Let's go forward. Because if you sit there and whine and complain about things, you know, you're going you're gonna to lose your focus. We've got to keep our focus on winning football games or trying to win football games as opposed to worrying about, oh, we've got to play on Monday night. Oh, we've got to play in Arizona. No, guys, that's not the important thing. Don't make things that are interesting important. What's really important is the game we're about to play. Coach, before I let you get out of here, I've got to be a germ spreader, obviously. They put me in this seat to spread a little <laughs> germ. So, I want to know about Dwayne Haskins. Where are we at with him uh-huh. in the future as a Washington football team member? Well, right now, I believe he's got an opportunity to be a big part of what we want to do going forward in the future. The young man has an NFL arm. He really, truly does. Um, but his development as, as an NFL quarterback has been, has been slow. And the reason it's been slow, in my opinion, is he really played only one year of major college football. Then last year, he really didn't get to play till the very, very end. And that was limited any, to, to begin with. Um, 
So going into this, he had 11 weeks, you know, and I got a chance to watch him. And it's, it's different when you watch a guy play in a game as opposed to go through practice. And the more games I watched, the more I kept just feeling, gosh, he's got a long way to go. He's got a lot of development to do, you know. And, 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 and where we were as a football team, I decided, hey, I want the best chance for this rest of the other guys to see if we can win. And I thought putting it in a, in a veteran guy's hands, a guy that's been in the system and knows the system, was more important. And that's what I did. I think because of his arm, because of his, his ability to throw the football, you know, it's about now learning the game. And that's what has to happen, in my opinion, for Dwayne, because the kid has got the skill set that you're looking for with, with that arm. Okay. And you've said it before, the best thing for a guy that needs to learn maybe a better level of preparation is to watch one of the all-time great preparers in NFL history at the quarterback position in Alex Smith. Go win that division, Coach. It's up for grabs. Best of luck the rest (laughs) of the way. Go get it. I appreciate it. Thanks, Uh, guys. Thank you. That's the great Ron Rivera. One thing Key mentioned, just in case you haven't heard, their next game against Pittsburgh is going to be on a Monday. So that's been adjusted because the Steelers' schedule is being adjusted because of their game with the Ravens. And then the next game against the San Francisco 49ers is going to be played in Arizona because currently there's a three-week ban on any contact sports happening in Santa Clara County in Northern California where the 49ers are located. So that's an unbelievable one-two punch, trying to win the division, trying to beat cancer, trying to find a quarterback, trying to groom Haskins. It's incredible. Yeah, after after asking him the Haskins question, I feel like I need to go get in a bucket of bleach. <laughs> when he said germ spreader, I was like, whoa, stay yeah, away from me. I don't need it's that like, on the set. It's like gossipy, you know, stirring the pot. I just, it's like, oh, but I had to ask him. I mean, you had to ask, so, right? I mean, yeah, it's I been Kyle him. Allen, him, Dwayne Haskins, now to see what Alex Smith is doing. It's incredible. But yeah. it's good to hear him say yeah. that Alex Smith has an NFL arm and he has all that. I'm good. I'm glad I heard Dwayne what Haskins I heard. Dwayne Haskins hasn't. An- yeah, what did I say? You said Alex Smith. But I mean, Dwayne, Dwayne Haskins. Haskins has an NFL arm, right. and everything is lined for him to have a bright future. It's good to hear that, opposed to, well, you know, we haven't made any decisions yet. It's good to hear that, though. No question, especially after what they've invested in him and how high he was selected. On the way, more from what Coach Rivera had to say. The fellas react. Pretty emotional interview from one of the NFL's biggest names. And Jay gets you set for the Champions Classic with Duke taking the floor tonight. That's next. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And that one thing, of course, is a reminder that today is Giving Tuesday. It's the start here of V-Week. If you're able to join us today in supporting the V-Foundation for Cancer Research, if you can give anything, understanding the economic difficulties of many people, but anything that you can give would be so appreciated because while it's obviously a tough year for all of us, for those battling cancer, it's the toughest year yet with everything that's going on. So if you're able, please join us, v.org slash donate v. 
for Valvano. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Interesting conversation we had there with Ron Rivera. We'll talk about the Champions Classic for the Hoopheads. Hang on tonight. Duke, Michigan State, Kentucky, and Kansas at two different locales, including an empty Cameron indoor. We'll get Jay's thoughts on that. But Key, think about it, right? Ron Rivera takes over the Redskins at the beginning of 2020. Uh, he comes right in. There's a name change controversy. Jeez. There's a sexual harassment situation going on inside the organization. He's got to coach the team. He's got Dwayne Haskins. He's got Kyle Allen. He's got Alex Smith. He's trying to win the division. Then he gets squamous cell carcinoma. Uh, when I asked him what this year of his life has been like, he, the first thing he did is almost chuckle. It's almost like <laughs> all of this on one man, but he's handled it really well. No, he has. But just think about it, though, right? Like he said, he gets let go from Carolina. Right. You know, several weeks later, he's in Washington. He's now on the head coach. There's now all of a sudden, much like you mentioned, you got the name change situation going on. Then you got the allegations on the sexual harassment stuff coming on and on. Then you got general managers and presidents of teams getting fired, and they got to go in other directions. And now you got other people coming in to run mm-hmm. the organization. It's just like, uh, uh, imagine all of that. Head scratcher. Then you got to figure out, okay, we're not going to have any spring ball. We're not having OTAs. We won't have training camp, but I got to now assess the quarterback that they drafted a year ago. Didn't really want to play him at the end of last season, but was forced to play him after the coach got fired to see what he has. Now I got to assess what I want to do to him and play with him. Oh, he looks good in practice. Uh, yeah, not so good in games. You got to go through all of that sort of stuff. That's a lot. And the worst personal news he's probably ever gotten. And the, and the worst personal news that he's probably gotten in his entire career. I, I, I got to tell you, though, hearing him on the phone, you know, look, for a lot of people, after you go through 2020, it can beat you up. My man sounded upbeat. Oh, he did. He sounded positive. And, and Key, I know we talked about it before we went to break. It's so easy for a coach to throw a player that maybe was his starter one day under the bus and say something, not negative, but like, well, you know, he'll be okay. Like, he just answered that so well. Like, the kid has a great arm. Dwayne Haskins is just going to be fine. He needs more time. He can learn. But we're also very appreciative of Alex Smith. I love people that bring that energy and vibe to the table, even well, though they've been through a lot of stuff. Well, he first of all, he played the game. He's been around the game. He coached the game. He understands. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dwayne Haskins, to speak of him, one year at Ohio State. Right. I've always said I need my quarterbacks to at least be three to four years as a starter. Mm-hmm. One year at Ohio State. Like, he doesn't even – and it's Ohio State. No pressure. There's Great no, protection. You're playing right. against Purdue. Like, stop. <laughs> I mean, like, Rutgers. I mean, like, it's it, – there's nothing there. Yeah. You have to develop a new system, which will be a second system in a short period of time because you had to learn what Gruden did. Then you went from Gruden – to now whatever Turner is doing, North Turner's son is the offensive coordinator. Scott. So, yeah. Scott, so whatever Scott decides to put together, you got to learn that as a young quarterback. And they saw it and they felt, you know, and Ron comes from an old school of thought, I'm sure, to the point where it's easier for a young quarterback to learn behind a veteran opposed to throwing him into the fire like we're seeing now with some of the other quarterbacks. Yes, Justin Herbert is playing great, but – they're not winning at a high clip. No, he's got two wins and, as a starter. So, so when you start to look at those sort of things, even Tua, they had to replace Tua for whatever reasons that they replaced him. Right. Thumb, finger, nose, whatever it was. <laughs> it, 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 they decided to replace him after starting him. It's rough for young QBs. So, uh, but I am glad, again, that he kind of cleared that up and, 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 and didn't say, well, we, we want to trade him, we're going to move on from him. At least I got several more months 
to feel good about Dwayne Haskins' NFL future. Indeed. The Washington football team, again, will be in Pittsburgh on Monday, and then they will take on the 49ers in Arizona because of everything that's happening with the uh, situation locked down in Northern California. So more adversity to add on to all the adversity he's dealing with. It's, it's so that's interesting that they would move from Santa Clara to Arizona. Arizona's a hot spot. It is. And, and so it's like, well, what if Arizona goes on lockdown right. as you moving now? What do you do? I will tell you, I'm, I certainly wasn't involved in the, in the move, but they're going to play at Farm Stadium, the home of Arizona State. Part of the reason they said they did it, obviously, to keep the game on the West Coast, but also because they knew that stadium would be available on a Sunday because Arizona State, if at all, would obviously be playing on a Saturday or anything that would be going on in the stadium in Tempe. So they wanted to make sure there was a Sunday stadium available with a short flight, at least for the 49 It's not a short flight for yeah, the but Washington football team. No, the, the flight is not the issue. It's the what if Arizona goes on a lockdown similar mm-hmm. to Santa Clara and some of the parts of California. That's all I'm saying. Like They're moving it from California to Arizona, which – is a major hotbed right now as well, and it's like, well, what if they what if they had to cancel that right when they land or something mm. weird? Last thing for you, college basketball. Here we go tonight. Champions Classic: Duke, Michigan State, Kansas, Kentucky. Break it down for us. You Jeez, did it for so many years. <laughs> you did it for so many years. I mean, well, the, the one thing that you know is always consistent is the coaches, right? I mean, you have Coach K versus Tom Izzo. Obviously, Tom Izzo battling through COVID, having COVID. Michigan State's an interesting team, considering that. You know, they don't have Cassius Winston. Cassius Winston got drafted late second round, but he was one of the all-time best point guards in Michigan State history. Reminds me very much of Mateen Cleaves, who played back in the day. So for them, they have guys like Gabe Brown, Aaron Henry, uh, Joshua Langford. I may mention him before. He missed most part of last season going against Duke, who loses Trey Jones. But look, I mean, Duke is a team that's loaded. The name you need to know, Jalen Johnson. Uh, the kid has been described magic-like in his abilities. I haven't seen them play that much, but him and Jeremy Roach, uh, two freshmen that can score, obviously, from anywhere on the court. Matthew Hurt is a big-time three-point shooter. And then, obviously, Kansas, Kentucky, Bill Self versus John Calipari. John Calipari reload uh, each and every year. They lose pretty much their entire roster from last year. And Kansas loses their big man, Yudoka Azubuki. Um, but they bring back some pretty good talent, too. So it's going to be a pretty good classic matchup. It'll be good for us to get back to understand who these players are as well. And this is being played in? Are, well, I think it's – well, one's being played in Cameron. That's oh, right. So, oh, so both games are in different locations. Yeah, they're not at a neutral location. Yes, right. Bankers Life Fieldhouse in Indianapolis will be the home of Kansas and Kentucky. Duke will play in front of an empty Cameron Indoor, welcoming Tom Izzo and the Spartans to town. The home we'll that Carlos it. Boozer built. <laughs> Tomorrow morning. Donate if you can. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio.